You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Half hour. Welcome to Half Hour with Jeff and Richie, a Broadway podcast. I'm Jeff. And I'm Richie. And on today's show, we have a very special guest. We have James Daly. James is currently starring in Dracula, a comedy of terrors off-Broadway as Count Dracula at New World Stages in New York City. James is an award-winning Canadian actor. Other recent theater credits of his include Damn Yankees, Grand Hotel, Oh, What a Lovely War, Mythic Cabaret, Master Harold and the Boys. He has on-camera credits that include Crave's hit comedy series Letter Kenny, Netflix Work in Moms, and CBC's Frankie Drake. And he is a proud graduate of the National Theatre School of Canada. Love some of those shows. That sounds like an awesome bio. James, <laughs> welcome to Half Hour Podcast, and thank you so much for joining us today. Yay. Of course. Thanks for having me. So before we get into your performance of Count Dracula, uh, which mm-hmm. we just saw you do last week, can you tell us a little bit more about how you got started as an actor and what led you to pursue a career in theater? Totally. Um, I mean, I've always wanted to be an actor. I can't remember ever wanting to do anything else, really. Like, um, I think it was watching Jim Carrey movies when I was a kid. He was my favorite actor, and he just would blow my mind with all of his performances. And I, I wanted to be a comedian, and I wanted to be an actor, make people laugh, and entertain people the way he did. And he's Canadian as well, so he really inspired me to pursue a life as an actor. And then I really discovered theater in high school, I think. Like, I was cast as the lead in my high school musical, which I feel like is a common story for a lot of people who <laughs> go on to pursue theater. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I really fell in love with it again. So so I started taking uh, it seriously and looking at theater schools and auditioned for the National Theater School, like you said, um, and was accepted there after my second attempt at a, a auditioning. I wasn't accepted my first time, so... Mm. Yeah, at first you don't succeed. Right, right, right. Um, Yeah, and then I graduated from NTS and moved to Toronto, where I've been based for the last uh, about 10 years. And now this is my first time moving to New York and finally doing a job in a big city. So mm-hmm. you're doing, you're making your New York City theater debut, your off-Broadway debut, and your New York presence debut all at once here. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's great. It's been amazing. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Uh, and so just tell us a little bit more about, so we, we we all know Dracula, Comedy of Terrors is playing at New World Stages Off-Broadway. Tell us a little bit more from your perspective about the show and your role in it. You know, what, you're playing Dracula, which is this like iconic character, right? And we've seen Dracula in a million different ways and places and forms. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about what makes this Dracula different from Dracula that we may traditionally know. Um, well, I mean, like you said, it's a comedy first and foremost. And I think Dracula is usually pretty dramatic and, and it often, obviously, it's in the horror genre. 
So, um, and I think, you know, I, I watched the original Bela Lugosi Dracula in preparation for this. And I read the original novel by Bram Stoker. And both are really like slow paced and, and mm-hmm. kind of drawn out, but in an intentional way that makes you feel like you're being sucked in, uh, in the way that Dracula kind of does with his power and his presence. But ours is sort of the opposite in terms of pace and style. It's really fast. It's 90 minutes. It's a one act comedy and it's campy and it's over the top and it's ridiculous and a lot of fun so it really just has to be seen to be believed i think <laughs> <laughs> that's so great and, and and you know for i we had done a podcast episode about seeing the show and our thoughts mm-hmm. on it and things and we were i was talking a little bit on that about how dracula has been in the play form on broadway there's mm-hmm. been a musical version of it on broadway we've seen it in countless films i was even kidding around there's like the sesame street character who's <laughs> count dracula right there's like you see yeah. dracula everywhere right yeah. so when you see this iconic character played in so many different ways what specifically for you of, of approaching the character and bringing it to life in a very different way I had an interesting experience with the show because I did the uh, this play in Montreal last year. So this is my second time doing this production. And mm-hmm. our writer and director, Gordon Greenberg, um, directed that production in Montreal as well, which is how he you know, discovered me and wanted to bring me to New York for this off-Broadway show. Um, and I remember the first time doing it in Montreal – he was really pushing me to just go big and over the top with my energy and my performance and the delivery and just the size of the character and how dramatic he is. And he was sort of trying to impress upon me that that is where the comedy lives in, in Dracula, like being so serious and taking himself so seriously, but saying things like, this is something I've never said to anybody before. Tell me more about you. Like, and these kind of comedic things will just land in a, in a much funnier way if he doesn't realize how ridiculous he sounds. And I guess that's Gordon's way of playing up, you know, how dramatic the character and the story is in general. And I think it's so easy to turn it on its head and make it comedic in that way if you just poke a little fun at it and, and have a bit mm-hmm. of a wink in it. Um, and then with this production, I I sort of had the opposite um, challenge because I, I remembered Gordon wanting me to be big and over the top. And, and I, I, I came into this rehearsal process with that energy and I think was playing a bit too much into the foolishness of him and his zany sort of attitude. And, and, uh, and Gordon was really trying to get me to get back to the humanity of, of Dracula this time, Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, he's, well, he's not a person, but he's a he's a character mm-hmm. who wants something. He wants love and he wants to find a, a connection with somebody else like we all do. And that, I think, is what, you know, makes him relatable and makes him a compelling character to watch. Not just somebody who's sexy or funny, but it's like, oh, I, I, I can empathize with what this this character wants and is going through so it's been a it's been a kind of a roundabout journey to like finding his size and comedy but then also remembering his heart at the end of the day and making him a real character and he's just somebody that i i love playing and i've i've loved creating the character uh, with gordon's help that's awesome so yeah. from like kind of like a timeline perspective here, uh, like a lot of people probably don't know that this was also a podcast, um, like kind yes. of started out as a podcast and now has moved into this off-Broadway show. So 
were you involved in the podcast at all as well? Or when, when did you enter into this? And I was not involved in the podcast. The Montreal production was my first um, joining the, the team and the journey of Dracula, a comedy of terrors. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And for the cast, so the cast has come here now, or who was, was anyone else part of the cast with you in Montreal? And what has it been like working with the cast on this? Um, n- no, I'm the only one from the Canadian cast that came down, um, which, you know, was a funny feeling as well, because our cast in Montreal was incredible. And I, I really thought mm-hmm. we, we had a brilliant, brilliant cast in Montreal. And I found out like sort of ha- during our run in Montreal that I was going to be brought to New York and then was trying to keep it a secret because I didn't know how other people would feel about it. And I was proud, but a right. little bit... I don't know, embarrassed at the same time, um, mostly excited. Anyway, then, you know, they've all obviously heard that I uh, am here now doing the show in New York and they're all really happy for me and excited. And I've heard from most of them saying that they're going to come down hopefully and check it out, which I'm, I'm really looking forward to as well. And uh, yeah, our cast in New York is amazing as well. They're, you know, it's really cool to work with some actors that I've, admired from afar andrew keenan bold bolger um arnie burton like our our whole cast really has you know been on broadway mm-hmm. and got tons of broadway credits and are just kind of like veteran actors of the new york scene so it's it's been really cool to come down here and work with them and learn from them and just get to be on the same sort of playing field it's it's awesome we'll be right back Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back. Um, so... One thing that we talked about in our podcast episode about the show, we delved deeper into the comedy of the piece and engaged in a lively debate together on whether the show embodied more farce, improv, or was it just supposed to be a little bit of a retelling? So in your opinion, how does comedy manifest itself into this show? It's like the main component of the show. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's all built around the comedy and, and the, the rhythm of the show is so specifically engineered to land a punchline. It seems like every 30 seconds, mm-hmm. you know, people who've come to see the show said it's like nonstop laughter for 90 minutes. They just like did not stop laughing. And I think that's the goal is to make people laugh as much as humanly possible in 90 minutes. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's the main goal of the show is, is, is laughter for sure. 
And do you do you feel like you know with with the comedy of it? I noticed a couple times in the show you would um, play off some of the audience's reactions. You would either look out at the audience and like wait, or you'd be like. Uh, can I keep going on? Like, are you done wow. now? Like there was like that. And I, and I'm curious to know, did that come with an audience? Was that, do you have moments in your head where you're like, Oh yeah, I can build that improv bit here. I can build that improv. Or do you just not know every night and kind of play off that audience of that night? It's a great question. Like that stuff was not built into the show in rehearsal. And if I'm being honest, our director Gordon has kind of, you know, told me to not do that as much as possible. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard yeah, to not yeah. acknowledge that there's, you know, 200 people there yeah. who are right there. And are yeah. it's really hard. To, but he's like, look, look, I know it's tempting to like, have that back and forth with the audience but the more that you can stay on stage in the world of the story you know the more believable it's going to be and ultimately the funnier it's going to be because like i said earlier the characters are you know completely invested in what they're doing as Mm -hmm. opposed to you know just trying to have that little wink to the audience so none of that is really built into the show. If that mm-hmm. if that happens, that's usually me just misbehaving a little bit. <laughs> it's but great. I, we enjoyed it. We enjoyed that. Yeah, we I, mean, I enjoy it too. So it's hard. It's hard to not. Well, do you know what's so interesting is we you know we we saw the cottage recently on Broadway, which is so farcical. Mm-hmm. But there is kind of a fourth wall there. I don't think there was too much of breaking that fourth wall. But then we saw Titanic, and there's tons of breaking the fourth wall in Titanic because right. there's like a whole ten minute improv section, which is different every night that's like built in so i always like to say like you know with these farce shows and these comedies as actors you know yes your director says one thing the script says one thing and then you as an actor say one thing right and i it's a a, i guess a melding of all of those right you know yeah you kind of just have to leave space for everybody to kind of do their own job and play their own part and bring what they're going to bring to it but yeah you know i will say our show is really um uh specific and and there's not a whole a whole lot that goes on that's that's improv you know mm-hmm. everything is is scripted and and built really uh, specifically love that so, and 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 to kind of piggyback off that now you know when we were at the audience i feel like there was a mix of people in the audience there was some that were like love halloween and like i always feel like this i one thing i said in the podcast this is like the perfect time for this because like i don't would this be different mm-hmm. if this was march you know maybe so i always think okay this is so cool so i definitely feel like there were people there that were like we love the halloween stuff cool there was the theater goers of new york there i saw even a few familiar faces there was like the tourists there was like a mix of people right so like what are you with knowing that every show could be a little different with the end that it's an intimate space. I guess my question is, what do you hope people will take away from this after they see the show? Um, I mean, you're right. It's, it's a really niche sort of uh, product that we're selling. And I'm interested mm-hmm. to see too, how it plays. Cause we go through Halloween and then past Halloween through Christmas. So I'm, I'm really interested to oh, see yeah. how Dracula is going to, you know, <laughs> do over the Christmas season. But right. I, I mean, it's New York, so I think there's all kinds yeah. of people who will be interested in goth any any time of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and to your question, I I really hope that yeah, first and foremost, they have a great time. They come away going, "Wow, that flew by." You know, I I can't remember the last time I laughed that much. I hope that's people's reaction. And on a personal note, I hope they. Uh, like I was sort of touching on earlier, see a bit of Dracula's 
part and empathize with him a little bit, even though he's sort of the anti-hero. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's he's kind of the the villain of the show. But yeah, for as um, for as evil as he can be, I, I hope people see that he is has human wants and needs and 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 they feel a little bit of his uh, his heart by the end of the show and 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 get where he's coming from a little bit sure sure (laughs) for sure for sure that's great it's a good way to put it yeah Uh, so i did want to move away from dracula for a little bit too because we see that you do a ton of other things in tv and on the stage and also Mm -hmm. in music so we would love to talk a little bit more about that too with you and see like what were some of your favorite roles so far and what is your music like so my favorite role so far, um, you mentioned Letterkenny and Working Moms. Um, definitely two of my favorite things that I've done on screen. Uh, I have a recurring character on Letterkenny. His name is Ron or Ronzi. And uh, he and his husband Dax are these hockey players that basically go to the gym and just hit on slash chirp other dudes at the gym. And it's a really fun, <laughs> ridiculous, uh, over-sexualized, again, sort of uh, character for me to play. It seems to be my hit. Uh, You're getting typecasted. <laughs> I'm getting typecasted. <laughs> yeah, you should see the costumes. It's like a string tank top and short little booty shorts. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, we have a lot of fun. So I, I, I've done probably like eight seasons on Letterkenny, and it just gets better and better. Um, the creator and star uh, and writer and producer of the show, Jared Kiso, is just a legend he writes the show and he stars in it and like i said he created it and produces it so he's kind of the brain behind letter kenny and he's one of the best guys i've ever met he's a great leader and a great actor um really smart so i love doing letter kenny and working moms i had a little guest star on that one which was really fun as well i played this it was it was not a a sexy queer character this time. He was like a really high energy real estate bro (laughs) who was named Brody. And he just wanted to sell a condo to someone. (laughs) And he gets really hyped about it at one point in the episode. And he's trying to show, you know, how sturdy these glass windows are high up on like the 25th floor of this condo building and he's he keeps like banging on them and throwing his body against them and then at one point he like runs at the window to be like look how sturdy these windows are and smashes through the window and flies through the window and ends up falling to his death very dramatically um <laughs> so that was a wild episode to shoot i had a stunt double that was my first time having a stunt oh double. cool cool and this blonde wig and you know we kind of met and i was like you look just like me this is nuts <laughs> <laughs> that was really fun too that's awesome yeah, so those are some some of the roles that I've had a lot of fun with on on camera, and then my music. Yeah, I've released a bunch of music independently. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've been a singer, songwriter, guitar player probably since high school, and um, influenced by everybody from Sinatra and Michael Jackson to John Mayer and Eminem. I got uh, you know <laughs> lots of <laughs> random diverse <laughs> musical interests, um, and yeah, my music is pretty. Uh, pop rock with a good bit of soul i would like to say uh i play a lot of electric guitar too so a lot of blues influences and uh pretty easy listening 
sort of pop. If you want to check some out on Apple Music or Spotify, you can find it <laughs> at James Daly. Yeah, so we're going to ask you at the end about your handles and stuff. So that's good. Yeah. Good plug. Good plug. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big pop music fan, so I love that. Yeah. Uh, so now that we know you also do music, um, do you want to get into the musical theater scene here in New York as well? Or are you more a straight actor? I definitely want to get into the musical theater scene. Um, I mostly do musicals back in, in Canada. I mm-hmm. I do like that my first sort of foray into the New York theater world is with a play and I get to show off some acting chops first and foremost, because that is, like I said earlier, what I originally wanted to be was I want to be an actor and a comedian. And and yeah. uh, I, I do I do love that I've kind of taken that path in here. Um, but then, yeah, I really discovered music and musicals and songwriting in high school. So that's been a big passion of mine as well. And yeah, I've done a lot of musicals back in Canada. And the dream has been to be in musicals on Broadway. So that is definitely the goal. And I feel like I'm I'm close now. I'm closing in. Yes. Right what's, the, what's, the, what's the dream role for Broadway for you? Of a show currently running or just a role in general? What would be the dream? I've always said my dream role it would be to play Tony in West Side Story. Yes, mm. the classic, you know, mm-hmm. the lover. Right. Oh, of course. Boring yes. ballads. Just yes. Do it. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus let's jump back into things <laughs> so t- tell us a little bit about you know you've, you've been doing this now for a while what we all, we have a lot of listeners on our podcast of all ages especially young and upcoming actors and performers um what advice do you have for young actors who aspire to break into the off-broadway scene the broadway scene the theater regional scene just to break into the scene what advice could you give any actors listening it's such a tough thing to advise somebody on because i feel like nobody really knows what they're doing until they look back and they go oh, I, like you just said, been doing this for a little while. Even hearing that back to me, I go, yeah, I've been doing this for like 10 years now, but I still feel like I'm just, you know, flailing through my career going like, yeah, okay, I think I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Like if you don't, I think, yeah, that would be my first piece of advice would be that if you don't know what you're doing, you're probably doing the right thing (laughs) because nobody knows what they're doing. Um, That's a great way to put it. (laughs) <laughs> and, and that's that's all it is really like you you can't make it the way somebody else made it which yeah. you know as soon as you see somebody do something that thing's been done so mm-hmm. trying to emulate somebody else's career or somebody else's 
performance or tech. You can't. Like, it's just so you're not going to know if you're doing it right because you're doing something that's never been done before. You're doing you and the way that you're going to do it. And so it's okay to feel a bit unmoored and a bit unsure. Um, and just keep going. If you really want it and, you know, you believe that you're meant for it, then you will be. And I, I do believe that you manifest your own life. You create your reality. Um, so keep manifesting it and keep pursuing it and, and be patient, I think, would be the final piece. Because things take hey. a long time. I've been you know, an actor for 10 years, uh, professionally. And this is my first show in New York. So it takes, it takes a while. It could take 10 years. It could take 20 or 30 years. Um, but if it's meant right, for right. you, it won't go by you. So yeah, sure, be sure. and have fun along the way. We do have one final question for you. And we ask all our guests this, uh, we love to hear a behind the scenes, funny story or moment from Dracula, whether it's from the rehearsal process or something backstage during a show, something funny that you're allowed to tell us on the podcast from behind the scenes moment. So anything you could share our viewers or our listeners would love to know. Honestly, I feel like the funniest things have happened on stage. Like you were kind of saying mm. those moments of breaking the fourth wall and connecting with the audience or, you know, I feel like when the actors start to break or corpse, as we call it in the theater and just laugh <laughs> on stage, it seems like those are the most alive moments that the audience loves. And it's, it's hard then to not you know feed into that too much because you can feel that the audience appreciates that and it's like no no we got we get back on track here we can't, <laughs> can't derail too much but but there definitely have been a few moments that have made me and my castmates laugh on stage i'm really clumsy i should say just <laughs> as a, as a as a as a warning like i'm i'm really big i'm like six foot three and in my boots i'm like close to six foot five and i got this giant cape and it's not a huge set. So I'm walking around and I'm breaking stuff. I'm knocking stuff <laughs> off tables. I keep busting buttons off my costume and stuff. And <laughs> I feel like our wardrobe team is just is just like, what did you break today? <laughs> I'm like a bull in a china shop out there, I swear. <laughs> but there was one show in particular. I'm supposed to do this like really dramatic cape whip where I like turn and I like throw it around my shoulder and say something dramatic and foolish. Um, and Arnie Burton as Mina is standing there next to me and then kind of comes up next to me after after I do the cape whip. And I guess I misjudged it or I whipped the cape a little harder than usual. And I just slapped Arnie like across the face with the cape so hard. And and he, I looked at him and he was, he was stunned and shocked. And I felt really bad but had to keep going on with the scene. And then And then I remember like, I'm supposed to come up behind him then and, 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 and say something and then turn him around and we are face to face then. And I was already kind of starting to laugh and I was like, okay, if I turn Arnie around and, he, and he's <laughs> laughing right now, I'm not going to be able to hold this together, but I'm pretty sure that he'll be fine. Cause he's, you know, a Broadway legend. I'm sure he'll be able to keep this together. Anyway, I turn him around to face me and he was just biting both of his lips and staring down at the ground and could not stop laughing. And then I just broke and then the audience broke and, it was uh, ridiculous. Those are the but... those moments. <laughs> those are it was great. So real. Like you got to acknowledge it when something out of place happens like that because everybody's everybody can see it. Everybody's just witnessed it. So you might as well just have a laugh about it and move on. 
Yeah. yeah. They happen all the time. I think something happened at our show too. Like the arm fell off the bed onto the. Oh yeah, yeah. We did the see. Floor and every everyone's like, "What do we do?" And we're just yeah. like. <laughs> it's so funny but it, especially in our show it seems like those things are i don't know welcome accidents or they it seems to work oh, yeah. well because it's a bit of like you know that <laughs> poor theater like throw a wig on and it's a different character so like anything kind of goes in our show mm. oh yeah it's so funny that's awesome. We love things like that. It's good. Yes. <laughs> well, that unfortunately, I can't believe we're almost out of time. We have to get yeah. ready to wrap this up now. And that's all we have for today's episode of Half Hour. Um, James, yes. thank you so much for being here today. We really appreciate you uh, joining us. Absolutely. That was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me, guys. This was great. Yes. Yes. And as a reminder, Dracula, A Comedy of Terrors is playing at New World Stages. So make sure you get your tickets today. And for James, where can uh, our listeners find you if they want to learn more about you or follow you? You can follow me on Instagram at James Patrick Daily, or you can find my music on Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you stream your music at James Daily. Awesome. Amazing. And I'm going to put all of that in the bio so everyone could find out. Hey. <laughs> and to all our listeners, if you have any suggestions for future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Instagram and TikTok at Half Hour Podcast. You can also check out our full review of Dracula Comedy of Terrors, which is a past podcast episode we have put out. You can go back and listen to that episode. And then uh, we'll also link that episode here in the description of this episode as well. So you can listen to both back to back if you want. And also, James, you, um, people can get tickets to the show, New World Stages. It's playing until January, I believe. It's playing it- until January 7th right now, and they can get tickets either at the box office or at DraculaComedy.com. Amazing. All right, good. You all got to go check it out. It's a lot of fun. And I, I, I strongly recommend people go check it out Halloween time, like now till you know, I mean, any time really, but this is the, it was cool to see it at this time of year. Maybe they'll yeah, do a holiday Halloween special time version. Now, <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. So cool. Yes. Well, thanks so much again, James, for joining us. And we can't wait to see what's in store for you after Dracula. Thanks, guys. Bye. Yay. All right. I'm Richie saying ta-ta for now. And I'm Jeff. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.